So I, I guess we have to tell the monolith story okay. how this band came to be. Sure. Uh, Brian Waddell and I, uh, the bass player in Devin Townsend Project, um, we started writing in 2015. Uh, just, you know, when we were taking breaks in between records with Devin Townsend Project. And uh, we just started writing music together. We had the same influences, same style of writing, and we said, let's, let's start doing this. So we started compiling music. And you know, with, with Devin, you never know when Devin's gonna just say, okay, that's enough of this thing, I'm gonna move on to something else. And that time came in January 2018. Uh, he put Devin Town's project on indefinite hiatus. And that's when uh, Brian and I said, hey, we got like 15, 16 songs that we love style of music we like. We're jammed with Byron Stroud from Strappy Young Lad, uh, Beer Factory fame. And part of the Townsend family. Part of the Townsend family. <laughs> he loved what he heard. He said, yeah, I'd love to do this. So we got Byron and then we got John Howard from Threat Signal and Kai Hoopinen who used to play Methods of Mayhem Noise Therapy. He's the second guitar player. And yeah, we said, let's do this because we knew, you know, the time when Devin Townsend Project came to end and that's how uh, the monolith was born. And uh, so you said finishing the album in March? Yes. What we're doing is we're going in March 6th. Uh, I'm finishing my drum tracks at a beautiful studio, one of the best in Vancouver called The Armory. And um, yeah, it's going to be amazing. We have Jay Van Buderoyen, who him and Brian Howes, they've done Nickelback, Airborne, Chris Cornell, like huge acts. They produced our first song, Hollow. And, uh, which is going to be on the record. That's our first single. And uh, we have Jay Van Buderoyne, who is, yes, he's my brother. There aren't too many Van Buderoynes in the world. <laughs> um, he's coming in, he's producing the entire record, engineering, mixing, the whole bit. And then touring? Touring. Well, what we have right now, are, we have a show February 23rd in Vancouver, March 1st in uh, Calgary, and then March 2nd in Edmonton, just to get some shows out there, just so we can get out there and start playing. But once that album is released, or maybe even before, just before it's released, yeah, that's the plan, man. Tour everywhere. North Killer. America, Europe, Australia, you name it. Anywhere we can get, you know. But hey, it's it's all about support, right? Yeah. It's all about the fans and, and how the music does. So, fingers crossed, man. We're really excited. So, born and raised in Canada? Yes. What, what uh, provi province? Uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. So... I always hear Canadians are born with a hockey stick and oh, skates. Yeah, yeah. So does that make you a Canucks fan then? I am. You know what? It's funny. True story is uh, when I was growing up, I was an Islanders fan. Ah, the Mike, Mike Bossy, uh, at that area. You know what it was? Is because my dad was a huge Canucks fan. And uh, <laughs> I love my dad. He's awesome. But, you know, we got in an argument or something one day, and he was watching a hockey game, and it's the playoffs against the Islanders where they swept the Canucks, right? And I'm like, screw it. I'm going for the Islanders. <laughs> <laughs> so you switched teams. Yeah, I switched. That was my first, you know, team. I got the jersey and all that. But you know what? I eventually became a Canucks fan. I'm a diehard Canucks fan. Uh, yeah. See, I'm a Ducks fan. Oh, wow. Well, hey, you guys won a cup, man. We, did, we got the cup, and we got Kessler, who was a Canuck right. forever. Although... Yeah. Starting to have doubts about that. He's on IR again. I know, and I know. Very injury prone. It's been a long season. Let me ask you this question. I was just thinking about it. A, a band that I've kind of fallen in love with, fell out of love with, and they're a Canadian band, and I'm, I'm kind of curious your take on it, and I'll say, I'll frame it this way, because they're, they're a very polarizing band. People either love them or hate them. Yeah. So I'm going to propose it to you like this. In defense of Nickelback. Yeah, okay. I love Nickelback. I've, I've always thought... Um, 
they're a brilliant band. I think Chad's a very brilliant songwriter. Um, I'm friends actually with Daniel Adair, their drummer. You know, we've gone, hung out, watched Meshuggah shows together, and you know, <laughs> great drummer, great guy. But besides the point, hey man, it's it's put it this way, it's really funny when I hear all these people. I speak to people. I hate Nickelback. I'll go to Nickelback, Daniel. Get me on the guest list. So I'll go check out the show. You know, they put on an awesome show. Show up and all those people who are hating on them, they're right there, you know? <laughs> so that's the thing that I find funny about it. And you know what? It's, yeah, it's not like I'm cranking Nickelback every day, but there's uh, certain songs where I'm like, they're, they're really catchy songs. They're the, really good songwriters. The uh, new album they put out, the title track, Feed the Machine, yeah. I think it was, that was a nice, like, heavy. It's heavy. Yeah, because that's what I like. There's the first couple albums, Leader of Men, and then uh, Silver Side Up, and like, when they were still rocking, and then they kind of found that formula and, yeah. and kind of stayed in that lane and then now with this new album I was kind of like yeah getting back on that train yeah I agree you know what uh, they change it up they have to evolve too right but yeah. uh, I don't know I'm, I'm not a hater put it that way you know it's like uh, good on them you know and, and they're local boys from Vancouver so hey man I'm, I'm there to support anyone who industry to crack and they more than cracked it man yeah they, they cracked it wide open yeah so good for them and they're great songwriters and they're doing a great job let me get you on, on something else you're a drummer i played drums as a kid nice. never any good but I just four four stuff i could never like do the double kick or anything but i have a lot of appreciation for drummers and drum who if, if you could do like your own mount rushmore of drummers who would you chisel into the side of the, the sure mountain? um you know what? I'd say definitely Neil Peart. It's not because he's Canadian, It's but it's Rush. You know, it's like I grew up and, you know, when I was growing up, Rush was on fire, right? And you listen to drumming, it's mind-blowing. So definitely Neil Peart. Another guy, Benny Paul from Pantera. Ah, rest in peace. Right? And uh, Pantera is my biggest metal band and my favorite metal band of all time. And Benny Paul was definitely a huge influence on me. I really... Did you go to Dime Bash last night? I did. Yes, I saw that. Did you stay the whole time? Yeah, you know, like, uh, I'll admit, man, the end of it was by far the best part. Corey Taylor, Dave Grohl, Rex was on stage. It was pretty awesome to see, and they killed it. It sounded awesome. Corey Taylor Taylor did a phenomenal job. That guy can do anything. He's incredible, man. Yeah. There's another man, but, uh, yeah, so Vinnie Paul, uh, you know, um, Neil Peart. Neil Peart. I'd say another guy is Tim Alexander from Primus. Okay. Huge fan of, of his drumming as well. And, uh, yeah, there has to be four, right? So, uh, you know, another another big, big guy, and it's cool because we're friends now, and is uh, Thomas Hawk from the Sugar. Oh, yeah. A guy inspires the hell out of me, and just, not just his polyrhythms and stuff, but just his creativity and the versatility that he can throw into it. But what he does is absolutely mind-blowing. Like I said, I play drums a little bit. When I hear him play, I feel like a retard. Like, just feel like math equations going off in my head, and I can't like process them all. And the time, those polyrhythms, like two beats over each yeah. other, like I, that just makes my head explode. Like, I was like a Motley Crue four-four, like you know, meat and potatoes kind of drummer. Like, I can't even. I appreciate the hell out of it, but that just baffles my mind. And that's another band too, is uh, Motley Crue, man. Tommy Lee. I love the guys. Crew. You know, it's like, 
I've always thought he was an excellent drummer, and I went through, I still love Molly Crew. You know, I'm a fan from Too Fast for Love up to, actually I like the self-titled Molly Crew record, that, that, was a, that was a decent record, but I was more up to like Dr. Feelgood, and then I kind of lost it, you know? It'd be interesting to see what they do. They have this movie coming out, if they're going to break their contract or whatever. Yeah, that's that's what everyone's wondering. You know, you, you got to give them credit for keeping people interested, you know? Uh, Molly Crew's done an amazing job with their career, and I think they're a great band. And uh, Yeah, again, they're, I wouldn't say they're influenced to me musically, but I loved them growing up. And I still throw on their albums once in a while. It's that nostalgic. Yeah, yeah it's a good time. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, speaking of, of them coming back or not, I think I think Rush is going to be the one band that kind of said, this is the end and that's it. And yeah. supposedly he's, he's not even playing, doesn't even have a drum set anymore. Like, I think basically it's, it's done you could say it's sad or whatever but at the same time um, what a career you know it's, if, if they're bound out now what a career enjoy life you know they, they have families and stuff you know it's like uh, stay home and enjoy that and they, they can do different musical outlets however they want right I know Kenny Lee did that book right so he's touring around you know supporting that that's a, something different something cool for him to do right so um, yeah there's no way they're going to be coming back though you know but uh, I'm glad that I saw him I saw him like four times oh wow yeah. let me get you in one last question I appreciate all the time we all know like the big four of thrash metal just talking to the half of those half of the big four and I want to evolve the big four and take it from the 80s into the 90s and add one to it and I call it the flannel five uh, okay so I want to know your favorite out of the flannel five which is Nirvana Pearl Jam, STP, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains. For me, it would be Soundgarden, and it would just edge out at Alice in Chains. I love Alice Why? in Chains. Why? Um, Cornell, man. The guy's voice, it was just unbelievable, you know. And the songwriting, you know, that they did was it was amazing, you know, as was all those bands. So, right. Like, they, they all had their own original thing going on. It's the thing I loved about Alice in Chains too, but uh, there was something about Soundgarden. I think it, I think Matt Cameron too. Come on, as a drummer, oh, he's also a drummer for Pearl Jam too, like right. <laughs> um, but anyways, that was another thing. Those two things, Cornell and Matt Cameron's drumming, just gave me a little bit more of an edge over the Alice in Chains. But I love Alice in Chains. Jerry Cantrell's brilliant, and his guitar tone. Seriously, yeah, I might be a drummer, but I love just music. But his guitar tone, one of the best out there, man. See, they, that's why they're my number one, Alice, because of Jerry and then those haunting vocals yeah. and the, the, the way that they would meld those voices together. Yeah. It's just, uh, pick a uh, Soundgarden song for me to play on the radio. Uh, Soundgarden song. Uh, I don't want to be so typical. So I want to do something different. Uh, uh, but I got to go with one of my favorites. I do mean, it. Rusty Cage. Rusty Cage. That's a jam, especially fun on Spoon Man, drummer. That's killer, too, right? <laughs> Dumb. We could go down a rabbit hole here, man. Killer, man. Thank you so much for the time.